Thank you for listening to the Jab Step Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We would like to thank our friends over at the Plowboy Radio Podcast. It is a Christian podcast in a Reformed Baptist perspective. They talk and praise Jesus Christ. Uh, We talk about theology. It's me, Bradley, and Derek. Uh, We talk about theology, scripture, you name it, church culture, society, issues. Uh, We talk about wrestling, sports, food. Bradley always has something to rant about. It's it's a good time, so check us out every Friday morning at 8 o'clock on your podcast platform. And again, we are the Plowboy Radio Podcast. We would also like to thank our friends over at a Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty football podcast starring B.J. Kent and Marcus Raper. It's a weekly podcast where they discuss fantasy football from a Dynasty perspective. They also talk about other things such as uh, college football, uh, historic football players. They even had a little bit of a wrestling draft last time I heard. So check them out. Uh, every Thursday on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, again, it's a legacy of legends, a fantasy football podcast. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome in. Man, man, it's good to be back in Mississippi. We recently just got back from New Orleans yesterday, which I'm recording on Monday, November 15th. And man, man, I'm just, uh, New Orleans is just not my city, to be be honest with you, to be quite frank. A lot of uh, people, and, uh, and it seems to be really, really small. But we, uh, my wife and I, had a little anniversary trip. We headed out, uh, I guess it was Friday morning. I ended up having to go get a COVID test just to make sure I can get in the Smoothie King arena because I'm not vaccinated. So I had to go first thing in the morning and get that. And we headed on to New Orleans. And um, it's good to say that I've actually been there. But other than that, it's not really something that... I really desire to go back to, to go to go see. I I don't even know if I want to go to a, a NFL game over there. To be honest with you, just how everything's structured, the streets and the drivers and everything of that nature, it's just not my place to be. But anyway, my wife and I we went to uh, the New Orleans versus the Memphis Grizzlies game in New Orleans at the Smoothie King Arena. As we get there, we parked in the parking garage. We go into the uh, arena, and they did not even check my wife's vaccination card or my vaccination, or excuse me, my COVID test. So it was pointless. So for all of you that uh, want to go to a New Orleans game, that could be some helpful information for you. I really did enjoy uh, the Smoothie King Arena. Uh, it was different than, of course, the FedEx Forum. The fans are different. I definitely will say that Memphis fans seem to be more hyped for their team, which is cool. Uh, New Orleans, uh, they they really didn't seem to be as hyped, which, again, Zion Williamson wasn't playing, and Brandon Ingram was a surprise start in that game. So, yeah, uh, I was actually talking to two uh, a salesman there at the, uh, at the uh, stadium, and he was telling me that Friday night when uh, New Orleans played Brooklyn, they hosted Brooklyn, that there wasn't even hardly anybody there, which just blows my mind because we wanted tickets for the Nets game, but they were just too expensive, just too salty for our taste. And we decided to go with the Memphis game, and he said there was more people there for the Memphis game than there were for any of them, so which was pretty surprising. Uh, 
But overall, it was not a great game. Um, Memphis went down really early. As to my surprise, uh, my wife and I were talking, and I said I believe Memphis will be heavily favored because I, I'm, I was like everybody else. They're just a really good team, and they just did not play well um, Saturday night. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was really good. Uh, Ingram was pretty good. Devontae Graham. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else. Oh, the Herb Jones, the rookie. Man, he was awesome. He, uh, he played really good defense against Ja Morant. He hit some clutch three-pointers. Um, so yeah, it was just a, it was a fun game. Uh, we really didn't have any of those stories where we're like, oh my goodness, these fans were terrible that were sitting beside us or anything like that. I mean, there were some terrible dancers and it was some cringy stuff on the cameras, you know, with the kiss cam and the dance cams and all that stuff. But there was some cringe there, but it was a very good experience. Good, good NBA experience. It was different than Memphis. So we're looking at maybe going to the Phillips. Well, it ain't the Phillips arena. It's the State Farm Arena in Atlanta soon and try that one out. Try to hit all the closest uh, NBA stadiums, NBA cities first. But anyway, uh, that was my weekend. It's just glad to be back. I'm tired, still tired. But anyway, the first segment I want to go over today is a way too early MVP race. I've got seven names that I've got jotted down. Um... I want to start with number seven on who I believe uh, are in the race at the moment. Of course, we know that this race will change significantly. But, yeah, let's just go through it. Number seven, I got Joel Embiid. He has been out due to COVID protocol and, like, an occasional rest rest management or load management. But it's been really good. Sixers are doing really well. Uh, no Ben Simmons, no problem. Starts with Joel Embiid, so got him in there. Uh, number six, I'm going to go with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Again, I mean the Bucks are not doing well right now. Like they're they're doing subpar, they're or par, excuse me. But Giannis is putting up great stats. You know he's always going to be in that race until the Bucks aren't good anymore, or unless he gets hurt. So I like uh, Giannis. At number six. And uh, this is where I have more of a tier at this point. At three, four, and five, really any of these people could be debated over the other. But right now, my uh, my number five is Kevin Durant for Brooklyn. Um, he's pretty much carrying that team. Uh, James Harden has kind of came alive here lately. I really... I'm shocked the way James Harden has played. I honestly thought he was going to be in this MVP conversation, him and Durant both, but he just hasn't played well. Needless to say, he'll turn it on. He's James Harden. I mean, he's one of the best offensive players we've ever seen. And I think we take that into account. Or I don't think we – I think we take it for granted just because of the way he plays with – the flopping, the the draw, you know, the foul drawing that he does, the embellishing. But, man, I mean, James Harden, I mean, the step back, you know, he's he's known for the great state, one of the greatest step backs of all time. I mean, he's one of the best offensive players I've ever seen. Um, so, I, I do think we take that for granted. But, anyway, this ain't a James Harden debate. Kevin Durant has just been so good. I mean, he's carried where he left off in the playoffs last year against the Bucks. And that game seven, which was epic. Uh, It was either game six or seven. Of course, he went into the Olympics, kicked tail. So, Kevin Durant, he's my number five. Uh, Paul George comes in at number four for me just because how well the Clippers are bouncing back now. Their team seems to be playing a lot better. And this Paul George reminds me a lot of how Indiana was years ago with Frank Vogel and the David West, Roy Herbert, uh, Danny Granger. I'm trying to think who that point guard was then. I know Monte Ellis was in and out. But, anyway, it reminds me a lot of that team. Oh, how could I forget uh, Stevenson, you know, Lance Stevenson. So, anyway, you know how he blows in the ear. But, yeah, needless to say, Paul George is playing at that level. He is just so good. I mean, when Kawhi Leonard's there, he kind of took a backseat. But he's just so – he's just such a good player. 
Number three, I got Nikola Jokic. Um, yeah, I like Jokic just because of what he done to Morris. I mean, if he would have done that to me, I probably would have been the same way in the heat of the moment in the NBA game. But Jokic is just tearing it up still. I mean, doing his thing without, you know, without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr., who's really not been much anyway, much help. So there's my number three. So that, that ends that tier to me. Uh, Jokic, George, Durant were all in a tier to itself, and then Giannis and Joel Embiid were in a backwards tier, in the, or excuse me, in the very back of the tier. And then this is my new tier, and number two is Jimmy Butler. I mean, just with the way the Miami's playing, the way Jimmy Butler is on both ends, uh, his mid-range game has been excellent. His defense has been excellent. Their team has been excellent. So, yeah, Jimmy Butler having a great year. Uh, should be an all-star if he can stay healthy, which I, I think he will. And it's not even close to number one is right now, guys. It's Stephen Curry. He's been remarkable. He's been unbelievable. He's the best player to watch in the NBA by far. I mean, just can do – I mean, he's doing the same things he was doing when he exploded years ago when he won those MVPs. So, I mean, it's just um, – it's, um, it's unreal. This guy's just changed the game, and he's – I mean, he's, he's in his 30s, and he's still just unbelievable. He he passed Ray Allen's record the other day as well. And I think it wasn't twice as many games, but, I mean, there was like several more games that Ray Allen has played over Stephen Curry. Granted, if I believe Ray Allen grew up in today's NBA, I think it would have been close. I mean, he's he's a Clay Thompson-style shooter, but this – this Steph Curry guy, he's unreal. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like him again. I know Trey Young uh, Sunday night had a great game where he was jacking threes like this. But, I mean, the way and efficient – how efficient Steph Curry is and the way he can get his shots off. I mean, yeah, he's the MVP right now. And if he continues to play like this, he's going to win the MVP. And he should win the MVP if he if he continues to play like this. Uh, it's rare to see a point guard dominate the way he has this way. So, honorable mentions, I guess you could say John Morant, even though I've kind of got some recency bias because my bias is he really stunk it up against New Orleans the other night. I mean, he had a he had a de- decent line, but he didn't really do anything that was special in that aspect. But, yeah, I mean, he's been really good. I want to kind of go over some more lists. Let me look in here. John Morant's honorable mention. Luka Doncic's not there yet. Um. Trey Young, no. Uh, I know he's putting up great stats, but their team's just not, you know, doing what it's supposed to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, Carl Towns has had a good year. Hopefully, he's in, hopefully he's in the uh, All Star game. I believe he should be. Again, like Chris Paul, Devin Booker really haven't done a whole lot. Which I guess if you haven't heard, you already know, but. There's a lot of stuff going on in Phoenix about Robert Sarver, the the owner of the Suns. There's a, a lot of allegations about, you know, uh, racism, sexism, um, all sorts of negative things. And, and then we're seeing some stuff out in Portland now as well. And, yeah, it's just uh, some we- weird things in the NBA. I know we've seen it in the NFL. We've seen it with John Gruden, which he, he had to leave, so – it's not uncommon in this time to see things like this and things that you could say 10, 20 years ago and it, you know, it, it come to haunt you these days. So that part to me is sad because people do change and praise God that they do change, that people change. Praise God that I've changed over the years. So, but anyway, that was my way, 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 way too early MVP race. So. Again, it, right now, number one, Steph Curry. Number two, Jimmy Butler. Number three, Nikola Jokic. Number four, Paul George. Number five, Kevin Durant. Number six, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And number seven, Joel Embiid. If I had to pick somebody that may rise, I think Joel Embiid could, if, especially if the Sixers continue to play uh, the way they're playing. I mean, obviously, I think he could have been higher if he's actually played all the games that he's supposed to. But another person I think would be interesting is Anthony Davis if uh, – the Lakers turn it around, which they're going to. I mean, it's, it's, there's no doubt they're going to turn it around. It's just win. But, yeah, uh, 
now my next thing I want to talk about. So we've talked about my time in New Orleans. We've talked about the MVP race. I want to talk about some players that I'm just excited to watch play, uh, which I have league pass. If you don't have league pass, uh, there's a deal on if you're an Amazon Prime customer to watch League Pass. You can actually watch your favorite team if you would rather do that uh, for a cheaper price, uh, which I have. To me, the best bang for your buck is to watch all the teams. And Anyway, uh, some of the people that I've been really enjoying watching, number one is Tyrese Maxey, which he's on my team, my fantasy team, but uh, real scrappy guard who can score. It's just been... Fun to watch them and watch the uh, the Sixers fight without Embiid and Harris for a while. I think he's been a, a pretty a pretty good uh, point guard uh, this year to watch uh, that we really haven't expected to see. And in, 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 you know, in that aspect, um, the next person, Cole Anthony, I watched him a couple weeks ago, and that dude just has a chip on his shoulder and. Uh, Kudos to Josh for picking the guy up. I mean, he's been really good. I mean, he's been super fun to watch. He he's really good in the pick and roll. He's he's an undersized guard in in today's modern you know NBA. But uh, next person, Ricky Rubio. Uh, I know I hated on him on the draft for I think Cassidy took him, and I just didn't think he was going to get a large amount of playing time because of Sexton and Garland. Because I thought maybe they were heading into a uh, you know, a mode where they were going to try to play their younger guys more. But uh, Rubio was getting minutes off the bat, and he's been fantastic for them. Um, so I've really enjoyed watching Ricky Rubio. I think he's been fantastic for the Cavs. The Cavs are a team to watch on League Pass. Uh, and I don't want to give it any more. There's some other Cavs, or at least one more other Cav I want to talk about that I've enjoyed watching. Uh, the next one, I've been kind of going by, by, by position. So there were some of the point guards, but – Next one, Anthony Edwards. If you haven't watched Anthony Edwards' highlights, how he can get to the rim, uh, really awesome. I mean, he, he has this, uh, like, a double crossover dribble. And it, you really can't get in front of this guy when he gets steam going to the rim. I mean, he's, he's really hard to, to stop. So, uh, Tyler Hero, another one. The, dude, the dude's shooting really well. Um, let's see. Those really are all the uh, shooting guards there. So, Anthony Edwards, uh, Tyler Hero. Let's see. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges has been great. Um, really enjoyed him. He's gritty, tough. He'll get your face. Really, really, really improved since last year, I know of. But really improved every year he's been in the NBA. Um Let's see. Any other small forwards? Uh, I, OG and Obi and, and Scotty Barnes, they both have been uh, – They th- these guys for Toronto have improved and surprised me. I, I, I did not expect Scotty Barnes to want to make immediate impact. I did think Scotty Barnes was going to be one of those players that who was going to make a, a really quick impact, but not – this big of an impact, if that makes sense. Scotty Barnes has got a high motor. He plays defense. He's a decent playmaker, but I did not expect the, the jump shot to be decent, the the, the shot creation, uh, and I did not expect this to impact the team as much as it has. And OGN and Obi, him and his uh, his isolation, his shot creation has improved so much. I've really enjoyed watching the Raptors watching them play a team sort of basketball. Uh, another one is Julius Randle. I'm not much of a Knicks fan since I'm a Celtics fan, but Julius Randle, he's just a greedy person that – I mean, if you wanted somebody to become a superstar, to me it's him. He, You, you never really pegged this guy from the start. Even when he was in Kentucky, he was always sort of a uh, complimentary player, and now he's just – He's showing off his really his skills. He can handle the ball. He's got a great spin move. Can rebound. Can run the floor. Can shoot now. So he play. He tries hard on defense. He's been fun to watch. Um, other than that, Rashawn Holmes, who's on my team, I just love this guy's motor. He's more of a power forward center, but man, he really gets after it. And then uh, Evan Mobley from Cleveland again. Uh, 
surprise, you know, biggest surprise in the draft, how how great this kid is. Like, he should have been the number one pick. I mean, I, I know Cade Cunningham has come around. Jaden Green showed a lot of promise. But this guy at this size who's versatile, can shoot, uh, can can make great plays. He's a great passer, can shot block. I mean, he's just been so fun to watch. It's been fun to watch the Cavaliers, especially without LeBron James. I'm not a big LeBron James fan, if you can't tell. But uh, he's just been fantastic. It's just been great to watch. It's it's kind of good to root for Cleveland to see them getting somebody good like that. And Jared Allen, he's been fantastic. I've watched him often for them. Uh, I'm not. I really didn't care for this player until he went to the Wizards. But Montrezl Harrell. Well, actually, I take that back. I liked him when he was in Houston before. I always thought he had a role in the NBA uh, when he was even, when he was drafted from Louisville to Houston years ago. Uh, he's really made a good NBA career. But, yeah, I've enjoyed watching him. So, there's some of the players I've really enjoyed watching. Uh, let's see if they can maintain it. Um, the most exciting players by far in a superstar level has been Steph Curry and, to me, the second has been Ja Morant. Ja Morant's been making these fantastic acrobatic layups. And then, of course, Steph Curry is just unbelievable. The jump shots, the fadeaway. I mean, he just does it all. The, the the floaters, the, the crossovers, the up and unders, acrobats. I mean, he's just so fun to watch, man. It's just unbelievable. Steph Curry, I mean, let me check his age real quick. He's 33 years old, and he's played almost 12 seasons in, in the NBA. It doesn't seem like he's been in the league this long, but it has. And we just forget how good he is. Uh, I mean, it's un, it's unreal. Unreal. And and they just lost their – I think they were on a seven- to eight-game winning streak last night. They lost the Hornets in overtime, or it was close to overtime if it wasn't. But anyway, so uh, we've talked about my time in New Orleans, MVP race, some exciting players to watch. I do have one other comment before we – we're going to really kind of go through the matchups from the last week and this next week pretty quick. I hope so. I don't want to. Bore you too much time. Everybody can get on there and look. But uh, a couple weeks ago, the NBA released the 75 greatest players of all time in the complete list. Um, of course, they're not in order of ranking. They're not. These are just, quote, unquote, the top 75. And then there was a tie, so there's technically 76 players, which I don't know what the NBA does sometimes, man. They've they done this to, to, give some, to give the media and others something to talk about, but but some of these players that made the made the list, I I just don't understand. Like, and I don't understand why you couldn't remove some of the players from the old list. You know, like, uh, I want to talk about some of the players I think are just vastly over and underrated. Um, let's see, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he's a good player, but what has he done? You you really want to call him a top seventy five player of all time? I mean, he he's done some unbelievable things with the triple double season, you know, the MVP season that he won, where everybody on his team was just running away from the rebounds so he could get them. Yeah, if you think that's unbelievable, yeah, but that's uh, Bill Walton. He should have been one of those players that should have been taken off. He had one great year where he took the the Trailblazers to the final, the finals. You know, other than that, what has he done? I mean, he was a great collegiate player. NBA, I mean, one good year. Come on now. Some of these, some of these guys, I just, I don't understand. Um, to me, Dennis Rodman, fantastic. I mean, he should be in there. Of course, David Robinson, Oscar Robinson, Willis Reed, Scotty Pippen, Paul Pierce, Bob Petit, Gary Payton, Chris Paul. I think should be in there, no doubt. Robert Parrish should be in there. A lot of people are saying Robert Parrish shouldn't be in there. I'm. I, I don't understand how you can't put him in there. He's been so good. He was just a staple for the Celtics. Akeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash, Earl Monroe, Reggie Miller. If Reggie Miller gets in, why isn't Clay Thompson in? I mean, it's it's a it's a legit argument. Reggie Miller was the face of his team, but credentials wise, I know there's a. The only thing you can state is the NBA was played different, and it was. It was a lot harder to get shots off back in the 90s and early 2000s compared to where Clay was playing, where 
I mean, you really can't handshake nobody, which they're allowing that to happen now, which is better. But, I mean, to me, Clay Thompson should be in there if Reggie's in there. George Mikan, of course, Kevin McHale, Bob McAdoo, Pete Maravich. Moses Malone should be in there. Carl Malone should be in there. Jerry Lucas should be in there. Damian Lillard shouldn't be in there. I'm not sitting there saying he won't be a top 100 player eventually or in the next list, but right now he's not. He shouldn't be in there. Kawhi Leonard, no doubt, should be in there. Jason Kidd should be in there. Michael Jordan should be in there. Sam Jones, people don't realize how good Sam Jones was. He was the scorer for those teams, for the Bill Russell, Bob Cousy-led teams. He was so good, man. Magic Johnson, of course. LeBron James, as much as I hate it, should be. Allen Iverson as well. Elvin Hayes was great. John Havlicek was great. James Harden should be in there. You, know, I'm telling you, he's one of the greatest offensive players we've ever seen. Should be in there. Not really sure about how Greer. I mean, he's got the credentials, though. But George Gervin should be in there. Kevin Garnett, of course. Walt Frazier should. Pat Ewing should be. Dr. Jake, the Slim Reaper, Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan, Clyde Drexler should be. Dave DeBusher. Uh, I mean, I've heard a lot about Dave DeBusher. I mean, he, he's one of those people that they claimed he was overrated, but he is a two-time champ for the, the Knicks. So, I don't know. Anthony Davis. I mean, I don't know if he should have been in there already. I, I really don't. Uh, I mean, to me, if to me, Dwight Howard should be in maybe over Anthony Davis at this point of his career. Um, anyway, there's some other people like Bob Cousy's in there. He should be, in my opinion. Kobe Bryant, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Dave Bing. Dave Bing was a great player. Elgin Baylor, of course. Rick Barry. Nobody liked Rick Barry, but Rick Barry was fantastic. Charles Barkley. I mean, this guy right here, I'm not even sure who he is. Paul Arizon. I mean, he was in the 50s. I mean, is he – I mean, and that's another question I have. Is some of these players that were in the 50s when there was only eight teams in the NBA, when nobody was over 6'8", should they be even be considered some of the best players of all time? Yeah, they put up some great stats back then, but there weren't any teams. The competition wasn't as high level. I think you should create a maybe – a separate list where you don't include those players because, I mean, I mean it's really hard to judge how the, there's no tape on them hardly. You know, NBA wasn't as big as it is now, of course. Carmelo Anthony's in the list. Uh, okay. Ten-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, one scoring – he has a scoring title. Cool. Um Really hasn't done nothing in the playoffs. I mean, he got to the uh, conference finals once, I believe, with the Nuggets. But what has he done? I mean, he should be in over Dwight Howard, who's took a team to the finals and almost, well, I would say almost won, but they got ran by the uh, by the Lakers that year. But, I mean, come on. I mean, for real? Anyway, those are some of the names. I just wanted to comment on this 75 list. Um, Chris Weber's on here. There's some other players that are on here, and I might have missed. This may not be the full exact list, but, I mean, go check it out yourself. There's a lot of drama over it. I, I don't understand why they put these people in the 50s and 60s in here. Like, I think Bill Russell's a fantastic player. Um, do I know he translate? I don't know that. I really don't. But anyway, enough of me ranting. Enough of me ranting. Uh, some NBA news real quick. Some quick news. Uh, the Trailblazers president, Chris McGowan, resigns after nine years. I'm sure it has to be over some of the controversy that's came out. Raptors guard Fred Van Vliet fined 15 grand for obscene gesture in the Sixers game the other night. Trailblazers Neil O'Shea, which is the one that's got all these investigation, is fixing to be interviewed. Um, we'll see how that goes. Blazers Damian Litter is out which that was last night, Sunday. He's already struggling with a abdominal injury. But Dave Yeager, that used to be the coach for the uh, Grizzlies and the Kings, is suffering from uh, some type of cancer, and he's got treatment. So he's actually a Sixers assistant. He's not – we hope maybe – we hope for the best for Dave Yeager. Uh, always enjoyed watching Dave Yeager. I thought he was a good coach. Hawks' DeAndre Hunter uh, have to, is going to undergo surgery on his wrist, expected to miss eight weeks. Kings' Luke Walton on the hot seat again. Won't be given same leeway as last season, sources say. He shouldn't be the coach now. I mean, that Kings team is so underrated and he's got such good talent. They've got great guards. 
They got a great big guy in, in Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes. I like Mo Harkless. I think he fit, he's a good piece. And then you got all those guards like Buddy Hill that he should be traded, in my, in my opinion. But I mean, you got you got De'Aaron Fox, Davian Mitchell, um, Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, just so much talent. I mean, and and they should be better than they are. And I mean, Marvin Bagley Jr. is not even playing. I mean, to me, I think he could be in the rotation, but. I mean, I don't know. The Kings, I really want to root for the Kings and the Timberwolves so bad. I really do, guys. I just, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. But Ben Simmons, uh, the Ben Simmons drama is such stupidity. Ben Simmons feels 76ers want to force him to play. Team responds. Uh, I'll be glad when he gets traded. And gosh, I hope it ain't to the Celtics. Uh, anyway. That is the news. I'm going to take a quick break, get me some coffee, and we'll come back in with the uh, Level 2 Game Breakers League stuff. Again, if you've got any input on the podcast, any topics, any criticisms, any good comments, let me know. That would be great. I I would enjoy that. I hope everybody enjoys uh, this podcast. I I enjoy talking to NBA if any of you want to be on, let me know. Um, I could try to do some type of Zoom call where we could see each other online and maybe record it that way. Uh, I know my friends over at a uh, Legacy of Legends, BJ and Marcus do it. I was on there one night. Uh, it seems like it'd be a pretty good little system. Maybe we can try it here at the Jab Step Podcast. Uh, so I know John Curtis has mentioned that he wants to be on. I figure Josh, BJ... Um, Adam, and and congratulations to BJ and Adam for these guys. Uh, they they're mainly fantasy football guys, but they look like they're basketball gurus, uh, especially BJ right now. But Adam is holding his own. So anyway, it just congratulations for y'all too. I think uh, we really glad to have you two in the league. Maybe this will maybe uh, get you to watch some basketball later in the future. So anyway, uh, the trophy's in. I got the bolt. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it looks good, and got it put together. I took a picture, sent it into the group. I hope everybody likes it. I think it looks pretty smooth. It's it's kind of heavy, um, but yeah. Let me know if you want me to bring it by somewhere in public, and you want to look at it. I don't mind. So anyway, I'll quit rambling. I'll be I'm gonna play some music, and I'll be right back, and we'll talk about the uh, the league real quick. Anyway, hang tight. What it do, what it do. We're back. Let's go over the uh, Level 2 Game Breakers League. Um, shout out to uh, Josh Bradlin. He's really wearing it out right now. I know BJ's the only undefeated team right now, but he would he would actually tell you that his team is not doing as well as Josh's is right now. My Lord. He is just whipping up somebody. This is like his second week in a row with 400 plus, I think. So, uh, yeah. Jackie Moon would be really proud of you, Josh. So, continue the good work. He put up 430-something points last week. And I think this is the second consecutive week in a row. I can look back and check. But, uh, no. Uh, Coley Thompson is the pooper of the week. Ben McCarthy's bowel movement, worst team of the week, is uh, Team Coley Thompson, who put up a uh, 277.2. He is the only winless team here in the uh, level two game breakers so anyway let's kind of go over uh some of the high scoring picks this week um lane started uh john morant against me and uh balled out 62 fantasy points against minnesota 
John Curtis started uh, James Harden, 72 fantasy points. Good pick. That's all I got to say. James Harden looks like he's turning it around. Uh, Cassidy Warren, small forward, Kevin Durant, 60 points. Uh, Josh with uh, Jeremy Grant with 58 points. And then I, my center pick, uh, Carl Towns, with 55. Uh, the most efficient manager of the week goes to John Curtis Devon. Congrats, John Curtis. Uh, we're going to go over some of the league rules here in a minute. Um, me and Josh are still discussing something on that uh, aspect, but I'll bring it up here at the end of the podcast, so just make sure you listen to that, and we can let us know what you think. Uh, me and Josh are still – he's the deputy commissioner. We're, tr- we're still trying to figure some things out. We've talked to some of the other commis- or some of the other owners in the league about this issue, but we'll bring it up here in a minute. Uh, but John Curtis, most efficient. Adam Graham, least efficient. Uh, highest points in the loss goes to me. It sucks, but hey, it is what it is. Lowest points in a victory is BJ. I feel like BJ has been edging these out. So, uh, again, congrats on your, uh, is it 4-0? Yeah, 4-0 start, BJ. Uh, some of the top free agents, Bones Highland, Devin Vassell, Sadie Oseman, uh, Nasir Little, and uh, JaVale McGee. Uh, I believe Pat already picked up Nasir Little. Pretty good pickup. I like uh, Nasir Little. So, yeah, the matchups were pretty close. Uh, Lane edged me out by, looks like, 17 points. Uh, had two pretty bad picks. He would have blew me out if he started Steph Curry that one night. He had 98 fantasy points or something like that. It was it was unreal. So, I I was very fortunate. Uh, BJ in the, in the crap bowl. <laughs> Sorry, but, I mean, it was so close. Like, everybody could have beat y'all this week. But Adam and BJ... <laughs> Was, I know y'all were in the chat talking about it. It was funny, though. But BJ edges is out, uh, 304 to 288. Uh, uh, John Curtis picks up the win over uh, Pat, which there was some controversy over that. We'll, we'll discuss that here in a minute. Uh, Josh demolished. Uh, he just demolished John Jonathan White. I mean, just... He's on a he's on a war path right now. This uh, Jackie Moon, Jackie Moon's got him coached up right now. And uh, Cassidy with a win. Congrats, Cassidy. I mean, you're still hanging in there as one of the. I still think you're one of the better teams. Just had some uh, unfortunate uh, matchups so far. So anyway, Coley still zero and four. And then uh, Gordo whoops up on CJ. Pretty good. Pretty good week from Gordo. Man, he picked some really good uh, matchups this week. So congrats. Um, We've got some pick performance stuff here, but I want to go over the power rankings right now. I've got my own set of power rankings. I'm going to write these down, and we can talk about them next time, who's moving up, who's moving down. Um, so right now, the uh, number one spot in the power rankings goes to Josh Bradlin of uh, the Flint, Michigan Tropics. It's, I mean, right now, he's he's on a tier of his own right now. he's I don't know if he's had – let me look at his team. I don't know if he's had really – any unfortunate COVID things yet. Hopefully that won't happen. I, I wish that wasn't part of the system, but these COVID things, man, they're they're frustrating. Um, number two spot to me goes to Lane Winters. He's His team's really stepping it up. And then number three, I'll have to go with B.J. Kent because he's undefeated. Number four goes to Pat. Pat's team is uh, still doing really, really well. Uh He's had some unfortunate things here and there with uh, some victories and stuff like that. But I'm going to put my team at number five right now. Uh, number six, I, you can say what you want, but Cassidy, I know he's uh, I know he's one in three, but his team's been consistently producing. Um, he's just had some unfortunate matchups. But Cassidy, uh, it comes in at number six. Um, I'm going with C.J. Jackson at number seven. But this is all kind of its own tier. CJ, number eight, John White, uh, number nine, Hayden Gordon. So, excuse me, that's my M dot phone. Of course, it's a uh, toll free caller. Why wouldn't it be? Of course. But anyway, let me go back over the the list so far. We got Josh at number one, Lane at number two, BJ at number three, four. We're going with Pat, 5, me, 6, Cassidy, 7, CJ, 8, John White, uh, 9, Hayden Gordon. Uh, and then I know, I know, Adam, your team's 2-2, two and two, which it should be pretty fortunate, but I'm going with you at number 10 right now. Uh, 
So, I mean, right now, record-wise, you're doing great. I mean, just you're hanging in there. Like, I mean, you're, you got the same record as I do. And Pat, some of these teams that have got really good teams, I, I consider really good teams. Um, number 11 right now has to go to John Curtis. I think he could, he has potential to move up. And, of course, number 12 is Coley. So, let me reread the list. Uh, number one's Josh, and he's in his own tier. I consider him tier A. Um, and then I consider all these guys in the next tier, I think. Uh, Lane, BJ, Pat, me, and Cassidy are in tier B. Um, uh, tier C would go CJ, John White, Hayden Gordon, and Adam Graham. And then tier D goes to John Curtis by himself, and Coley has to be tier E. Has, his team's just – Hasn't been good. I don't even know if he's made any roster decisions either. So, we might have to uh, talk with him later. Hopefully, he can hear this podcast and maybe step it up. But those are the power rankings brought to you by Snickers. No, I'm just kidding. It's not not by Snickers. But uh, brought to you by the Plowboy Radio Podcast. How about that? And uh, Legacy of Legends. Anyway, let's go over and let's check out the matchups for this week in the Level 2 Game Breakers League. So right now we got two teams that are on fire. BJ Kent and uh Josh Spradlin. BJ is four and Don't ask me how, don't ask him how. Only the Lord knows. But uh Sleeper's got him some flames going under here right now. Some straight flames. Uh BJ beat me in uh our dynasty football league. I probably put out the most pathetic lineup you could put out, but uh Injuries and bye weeks really destroyed me in that league, and he's got the fire. I mean, he's still – he's carrying it over in the basketball league now. But BJ's got Butch Cassidy this week. I look for the upset. I wish I had a siren. I need to get a siren for this podcast for upset alert. But Cassidy is going to win this matchup. You hear it first here. Hear it here first. Hear it first here. I don't know how I speak, but it sounded like a Michael Scott thing. But hear it here first. Cassidy's going to upset BJ this week. I wish I had me one of them sirens. But Cassidy's team starting to come together. Uh, again, I think he's in the same tier in the power rankings. So, let's see what he can do. Had to get me a sip of coffee. So, that's the first matchup. Let's go over to the second one. Pat, a.k.a. Voodoo Magic. I mean, I'm telling you right now, the Voodoo Magic hasn't really been working right now. But uh, he's still got a great team. Going up against John White. Uh, let's go with Voodoo Magic in that matchup. It's going to be close, though. Adam Graham versus Coley. Uh, I figured this would be an auto win for Adam. Coley's team just really hasn't been there. Uh, let's go over to CJ and Lane. Lane's team's on a roll right now, guys. Uh, Lane is trying to come up there towards Josh as one of the better teams. So, I think Lane's going to take this one. <laughs> so, Josh versus JC. Josh is probably going to destroy JC, so... Sorry, John Curtis. Set your lineup. Try to do your study and make trades. Come on, let's get this league going. Try, try to win this thing. We got this awesome trophy. Uh, and then my matchup against uh, Gordo. Uh, Gordo, I really want to change. Since you're like a big Carmelo Anthony fan, I thought about changing like a Kevin Durant or excuse me, Kevin Garnett. Because you remember the controversy between Kevin Garnett and Carmelo over Lala, right? I thought about changing my team name, but I'm gonna stick true to my my team name to the sales team. But I I thought about just for this matchup. Swapping it over to Kevin Garnett, maybe making a funny uh, picture or something. I don't know. Maybe there's a funny reference in there somewhere I can find. But most of you NBA fans remember the uh, trash talk between Garnett uh, when he was with the Celtics. And, uh, of course, you know, Carmelo Anthony was with the Knicks over Lala, Carmelo's wife. So uh, it's probably not podcast uh, – it's not <laughs> parental <laughs> – it probably needs some parental controls over that uh, – over that conversation, some of the stuff that he said. He said, Garnett has had some crazy trash-talking stories. Uh, one of the ones that comes to my mind is the Charlie Villanueva one. Um, so, yeah, probably isn't worth talking about on the podcast. But anyway, that's our preview for this next week. Um, stay tuned. I may have to do some adjustment to the Constitution in our league. Uh, Josh and I have been discussing how Sleeper does um, – I guess it'd be a certain matchup. For instance, uh, we had a uh, issue this week where um, if John Kurt John Curtis uh, picked Preston Achua to play on a certain night, 
and he did not play, um, which thought which led to Pat thinking that, well, since he chose that game and he didn't play, that he had the win. Where Sleeper has got this format set up where if somebody uh, is a game time decision or does not play like that, it picks the highest point night or, or excuse me, it doesn't pick the highest point. Excuse me, it picks the night prior to it if unless they go in there and select it themselves. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. We're me and Josh are discussing it because he brings up some good points. I bring up some good points. He brought up a point where he had Fred Van Vliet one night. And 15 minutes before tip-off, he decided he wasn't going to play. So how do you really, as a manager, do anything about it? And that's, a, you know, I don't want that to happen because you know how the NBA is with, with resting folks. So I like that aspect of it. But then again, like, if if on a Monday you realize that Jakob Pertl, for instance, is going to be out with COVID and he played Monday, but he's out the rest of the week, but you pick the Thursday night game – you should go in there and have to put your other bench player in, you know, in that aspect. So, and there should be, should be some strategy in it. If you got somebody that's out or sick, that's part of it. Sub somebody else in. So, we're still trying to discuss things. Uh, hadn't really had a chance to get back with them. I was in New Orleans all weekend when all this went down. Uh, fortunately, Pat is a uh, a very reasonable man, even though he is a master of the dark arts. Uh, me and him talked about it. He's cool with it. Um I know this hasn't happened just in his matchup. I know it happened in one of my matchups. It didn't decide anything, thankfully, and I think it happened maybe in one of Josh's matchups, which he's been blowing folks out anyway. It probably didn't matter in his situation either. But um, if you notice the situation, let me know. Maybe we can change it due to context, uh, like maybe something like like in Josh's situation, um, if you pick the night. I don't know. It's really going to be hard for me to micromanage that, or Josh even, for that aspect. So we're probably just going to leave it, uh, but be aware of it. But yeah, it's a it's a very tricky situation. Let me know what you what you what you guys think. Uh, text us in the group chat. Let us know if there's a better way to handle it. Uh, me and Josh are trying to run a fair league. We want the we basically want the constitution that I've wrote to dictate the league. I don't want to have to sit there and micromanage a league. I mean, I want to I want to play just as much as everybody else does. So does Josh. So uh, we're here unless we have to be here. But anyway, yeah, yeah that was just some controversy. Uh, Sleeper has been pretty uh, vocal, not vocal. Uh, they've communicated well with Josh and I over some situations that we've had in the, in the league where we've needed to fix something. Uh, but yeah, just let us know if you – if you have a situation like that, we'll we'll talk. We'll we'll go through it. Um so yeah, let me uh let me respond to my lovely wife. She is getting pizza for us tonight. So yeah. Anyway, hey, uh if any of you if any of you guys I'm pretty much friends with all of y'all. I, I I've hung out with every one of y'all. I, I consider each and every one of you friends. If y'all want to go to NBA games sometime after New Year, let's do it, man. Let's uh, let's get a let's get a group of guys together and go go watch a game. I know my wife likes to go to the games. Uh, me and Josh have talked about it recently about maybe trying to go to the Celtics game. Um, I know Gordo, he's a big he's he likes going to the ball games. I talked to him in in the past about it years ago. Um, CJ CJ might he may, he seems like somebody somebody would be up up into it. Uh, I don't know about BJ. You know, BJ's got too many kids. So does Adam. Uh, it, it may be hard for them to uh, schedule a game, but just uh, just reach out. Let me know. Uh, it would be fun. I think a group of us in the league to hang out sometime would be fun. Um, but anyway, yeah. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Jab Step Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'd like to thank our friends over at the Playable Radio Podcast and the Legacy of Legends Podcast. Please go check them out. Like, if you play fantasy football, go over there and, and listen to them. They're, they're really chill. They're really fun guys to listen to. Marcus is fun. BJ's fun. Uh, if, you, if you're a Christian and you want to get uh, more in-depth with theology and scripture uh, in, the, in the main important discussions – in that, please go over to the Pablo Radio podcast. Uh, we just had an episode about Bibles uh, a week or so ago, and a lot of people has gave us positive feedback on it. Uh, a lot of people that thinks that don't realize uh, 
how important Bible reading is, but all the ways of, or excuse me, about the importance of the Bible that you read, how it looks, how it, uh, uh, how it's binded, how uh, the the fonts, the the pages, the the commentaries, the the study Bibles, the size, you know, all this stuff. It, it plays a huge point, and and the consistency. Uh, anyway, just go check out that episode. It's fun. Uh, the one we posted last week has been really good too. It's about mental health and uh, and total depravity, which is our sin nature. So if you if you want to go and and hear some good uh, Christian. Uh, discussion. Go check out that podcast. We have fun. We always have a, in the beginning of the podcast. We always have a a funny discussion, goofy. If if it has me in it, it's always gonna be stupid and goofy. But anyway, just check us out. Uh, give us a uh, you know an honest rating on whatever uh, podcast platform you're on. Uh, let me know about this podcast. What if you want me to talk about something else? Uh, really enjoy talking the NBA with y'all. I know I've been ranting a lot today. I've been in New Orleans all week. Uh, so yeah. Anyway. I hope everyone has a good week this week. Uh, Good luck to all of you in your matchups. And uh, God bless you, and I'll see you next time. This is the Jab Step Fantasy Basketball Podcast. See you later.